It's Fuffa Fuffa Friday on This Is Going Well, I Think, with David Cooper, and I am David Cooper. This is the only show where no one's listening. No one cares. The show where every episode's the last episode. Today, our foreign correspondent of a foreign nature from the foreign country of London, England, it's Tony Five, to do, well, whatever the hell he does on this show. So I hope you packed your scuba gear, because we're diving in. Are we recording? Yeah. Fucking amazing. Let's make this a great show, David. Good show, David. David, good show. Let's put hands in, hands in, hands in, and go. That's right. Say more than two listeners, David. More than two listeners, David. Play the fucking theme song. Okay. All right. You haven't done it for so long. And now, and now, live from London, live England, from London, England, England, it's foreign it's correspondent foreign Tony Five. Tony Five. There's your music. Thank you, baby. So, how are we, my friend? Good. I got a bit of a bone to pick with you. I'm waiting to interview you today, and you just send me a screenshot of yourself <laughs> FaceTiming with my older brother, John. Who's gay? Yeah, yeah, yes, he is gay. And is that an important part of the FaceTime? Yeah, he's called Gay Brother John. I've got it in my phone as Gay Brother John. <laughs> PBJ. I used to have you as Tony, last name, from England, but I've updated it with your last name. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, we are. He is coming to the UK with uh, his partner, I think, Thursday. Um, I've taken the afternoon off, so I'm going to meet him. And we have been umming and ahhing about this. You move in a different circle to me, David. I am Tim Hortons, and he is more, I don't know, Tim at the fucking Royal Palace. <laughs> he is a successful small business owner. He wants to go out for a nice dinner, and I think he wants to treat you. No, he does. Okay. No, he said he wants to treat treat me which is fine and it wasn't the money but i i wanted to do what i did with you and miranda which was like take you to my mom's um make you feel really embarrassed with all the black people in where i live essentially the ghetto take you to a turkish meal and let you go on your merry way but he was like oh i don't think john will like that and i was like okay please come to claridge's we're gonna have cocktails at six and something french at half seven that i can't pronounce and you know dysentery at nine i don't know what posh people do <laughs> diphtheria at 11 i got it yes. i got it my long-term memory of your brother is how cocky he was everywhere once you put him on the subway the guy changed <laughs> with not david i've never seen that metamorphosis like a, the fact that he couldn't touch anything he was looking his eyes were twitching he didn't want to move it was hilarious. The funniest part about that was, well, yes, he went ghost white because he was terrified of the subway in New York, but he kept on insisting that he didn't need to hold the pole 
He's like, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm, I'm like, no, you won't. No, you're Look not. at all these New Yorkers. Some of them with peg legs. Some of them without peg legs. None of them are freestanding in the middle of the train because none of them want to fall flat on their face. Within 30 seconds of the train taking off, he finally grabbed a bar, which I was glad. Yeah, which I was glad. But he didn't want because it was obviously all the... And I found that the because he was so cocky in your apartment. He was loud and brash and everything. And as soon as he was on the subway, he was so meek and my why did you tap the thing what did i say wrong nothing i had the channel open where i played your theme music and so i just closed it because i heard the white noise in my ear and i thought why is there white noise coming through on my audio equipment and then i closed the channel uh i'm very aware for, for the listeners that don't know Dave, david's got an anal finger that he taps every time i clash with him or say something so he can go back later and cut me out and be like oh, you no it's not a bad thing it's just a <laughs> reminder to myself that this section needs cleaning up it, it, sometimes it's good that you interrupt me but i just clean it up a little in post sometimes it looks like you're doing morse code <laughs> You, you, every time I look at my mixer, you freak out like you've done nothing, something wrong. You haven't. No. So, um, so yeah. So that's Thursday. So we had a we had a nice chat, which was pretty cool. I went to see yesterday. You've probably heard of it or probably seen it. The Book of Mormon. Yeah, yeah. My God, I've never laughed so much. I don't know how. All I could think about is if it was about um, Islam, that we would be the end of the world. And apparently the Mormons are good sports about it. Not anymore, but when the play first started running on during the beginning run of the musical, the Mormon church for one second tried to stop it, and then they realized they couldn't. So what they did was they took out ads, full-page ads in the playbill, which is the little thing in New York that you get when you're sitting down that says who's in the show and whatnot. And they said, this is all very fine and well and funny, but if you're interested in about Mormonism, like, visit this website. Like, Mormons like to laugh too. Like, none of this is true, but if you want the facts, like, we would be more than happy to provide them. Enjoy the show. Like, they were good sports about it, and yet they, they had to get the last word there by having advertisements for, like, websites and stuff. Can't beat them, join them. Good for them. It was hilarious. It was absolutely absolutely hilarious i've never thought i would be in a show where they were talking about aids and raping babies and cutting off clitorises that would be funny but it was hilarious it was absolutely brilliant really well written the, the choreography is fantastic so yeah i enjoyed that that was last night that was good fun I think it was the first show Miranda ever saw on Broadway back in like 2015 or 2016. Yeah, we went to New York and she hadn't seen a Broadway show. And so we went to Book of Mormon. It was very funny. It's I remember just thinking it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's good. So what is happening in your David Cooper's life then? Because last week I was in Spain. I don't know whether I told you. I went to Spain on Wednesday, which was my birthday. Um... Uh, last week, which you'd forgotten, by the way. I know. Happy belated. I'm a bad friend. Yeah, terrible. Fucking hell. Next year, I'm going to remember twice. Ah, yes, fine. That's no problem. And then I came back, which was uh, which was good. And then uh, I think we spoke. So what's your uh, plan of action this week, then? How are we going to... Pinky, how are we going to take over the world, eh? Come on. Well, I, I can't really talk about it on the show, but the short of it is there's I've got two things I'm working on. I don't know if either will pan out. Probably they won't. They're just in their infancy, but I've got is two things. two words? Trader Joe's? It's not me working at Trader Joe's. Okay, carry on. Did they refuse you? <laughs> Um, it's a plan to get us back uh, on the air. And I'm excited and I'm hopeful and I don't want to get my expectations up too much because I don't want to have a big crash if, if it doesn't work out. 
I am swinging. If if you imagine, you know, like when they do the swing states in America, they're voting. I thought they're just states with a lot of swingers in them. Okay, so I'm swinging towards Burning Man, David. I don't know why. Somehow you're subliminally affecting me, and I'm in my mind now. I'm thinking I could do this. I've started to shit on the floor in my house, <laughs> um, which has prepared me immensely. Um, I've not washed for three days, which I combined it with a major depressive episode. So I don't know whether I was doing it on purpose, but I didn't shower and eat for three days. So I survived that. Um, And yeah, I I shit on the floor and I'm going to spend some time with people with bad breath tomorrow. So I think I could be a burning manathon, you know, or burning thing. I mean, I identify as a burning man, but whatever. Well, here's the thing. I think you should A, Watch videos on the... Do you ever go on YouTube? I can't stand YouTube, but you go on there? You porn, yeah. Not you porn, YouTube. Um, same difference. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, it's just fine videos of people talking about, like, dainty people, the kinds of people you wouldn't expect to go who are, to, you know, vlogging out there. Because there's got to be a video of someone who's like, you know what, dirt and dust, shitting in a porta potty and showering with one of those camp shower bags. It's just a bag of water with a little nozzle and tube attached to it. The one thing is, you are the most clean freak person I know. How do you deal with it? That's what keeps swinging me, the fact that you deal with it. And the other day you said to me, oh, it, it's shit. You should come. It, it, it's fucking awful. You should come. My friend who's having a kid right now who's been to Burning Man likened the process of going to Burning Man to the same as having children. It's not good it's not bad. It's wonderful and terrible at the same time. And it's the experience of that holistically what is why you do it. And that's what's swinging me to it. And it's what, a week max, isn't it for me? Seven days? You can go for a week. Seven days is not going to kill me. I, I can deal with it and I can fight. So, and I can shit in a bucket. So I'm prepared. I think it would be fun. And it's Reno, Nevada around Labor Day. So I've started to look and I'm going to put it in my diary and I don't need to take the time off work until nearer time. Um, But did you say Labor Day was the last day? Yeah, it always ends on that Monday. So everyone's driving out on that Monday. On that Labor Day. And when and how you get, you're there for two weeks though, correct? Yeah, I'm there for more usually, 16, 17, maybe 18 days. Uh, Okay, so I'm just going to work backwards from that using a calculus and abacus. An Excel. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you went to uni for that one. Yeah, because I can't really work that out. How do I deal with the dust, the heat, the sanitation, the shitting in a porta potty? Correct. The key is not to care. Yeah, and and do you know what? Maybe that's healthy for me. Maybe I need to let go and not care about uh, diphtheria and AIDS. Yeah, I mean, when I the second I get back to the real world, I'm back to being. A lot of the sanitation standards of the people who go, that's their sanitation standard year round. Year round, that's their normal. And I am not, I'm friends with these people, but I am not like these people. Like I will not go to their house for a home cooked meal knowing they will not wash their hands. But I, when I'm there, I just let go and, and it's, it's good. I mean, it's like, how do you deal with criticism? The key is let it just brush off your shoulder. Yeah. And, and, and I, I am up for the challenge now. I, I didn't think I would be before, but the more I think about it, I mean, I've got six months to prepare. I, I liken it to training for a marathon. Yeah. Uh, so you're coming to Burning Man. Great. Fantastic. No, I, I'm swinging that way and I'm going to look and keep an eye on it. Pla- the, the big plan is maybe to go to Toronto, Mississauga, which sounds amazing, um, probably in May. What are you going to do in Canada? Just relax? just have a breakaway yeah go i'd like to 
I'd like to visit my people, David. When was the last time you were in Canada? Uh, about 20 something years ago. Oh, so it's been at least 15, 20 minutes. Correct. Yeah. Uh, are you going to see all the various listeners and fans of the show? Absolutely. I would like to do a tour of my people as well. So you're going to visit my mother's house and that's it. Correct. Uh, when you go, I'll go. I'll meet you up there. I know. Yeah, you said that'd be nice. So I'd, I'd like to do that. That might be fun. Um, and that's kind of it, really. That's kind of my just keeping my head down and, and cracking on. It's really bad weather here in the UK. There's a couple of really bad um, storms going on. A fence fell on my neighbor's car, which was quite funny the other day. That's hilarious. Are you doing OK? You seem, I don't know, disconnected a bit. Do you think? I mean, you know, I mean, you might just be in that kind of like withdrawn mood. But it's fine. I get in that mood, too. It doesn't mean I'm not doing well. I guess I'm just sort of very comfortable. I'm chilled out. I had a bit of a rough couple of weeks. I think I spoke to you about that. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I had a very rough few weeks. I was very down. Um, I did feel overwhelmed with a lot of things that are going on at the beginning of the year. Um, and I just picked myself up um, to go away to Spain. And I think I'm still catching the back end of that, the remnants of that, um, where I start to feel kind of... I don't know, just not not 100%, but definitely nowhere near where I was. Um, obviously, I have heard we've been speaking about a possibility of doing bigger and better things. So that gives me a kind of element of hope. Um, I just feel like I need a change in my life, to be honest with you. And um, I think this is this is kind of fun. And even if no one ever listens, it's still kind of fun. But if we get on a platform where people can listen... Um, I still think we should use it as some sort of propaganda where people can't listen, like like North Korea, where they've got no real choice but to listen to us. There must be, or like Alaskans, you know, where they're forced to listen and like Mormons, you know, like where they did in Uganda, where they had to do it. I'd like to do that. Now, what about making a deal with prison corporations and forcing them to play it on the PA to the prisoners because they won't have a choice? Correct. And that could be some sort of um, deal with their sentence. So serial killer, rapist, child abuser, two hours of us per day maybe takes a little bit off their sentence. What do you think? Yeah. And depending on the crime would be the amount of hours they have to listen to us. They do the crime. They listen to us a little bit of a time. That's as the old saying goes. Yeah. I need to work on that poem. But I think that would be, um, yeah, the penitential podcast with David Cooper. The penitential. <laughs> the potential penitential palatial podcast. Have they got Prison FM? I mean... Because if they haven't, David, this is an... Should we be talking about this on air? Could this be, could this be something that we break into? So let's pick another place that's got, like, loads of prison inmates and pitch ourselves to them. Should we get on a plane and pitch to Kim Jong-un? Do you know what? Stranger things have happened, right? Then us being on... I mean, Dennis Rodman could be our spokesperson. How did he get involved? Nobody knows. We could just write to Kim Jong and kind of just say, look, we're two up-and-coming people and we'd like to broadcast... We, I'd happily do the propaganda. So I know that Kim Jong-un loved Dennis Rodman because he loves the NBA. Correct. But it is a good question. How did they first make contact? 
Like, it's not so easy for Kim Jong-un to just get a note to famous Americans and be like, I love you. Did he send over some spies to Dennis Rodman's house? Like, North Korean sleeper agents to be like, this is a top secret mission. We have to tell you that our leader loves you. Like, how did that work? Yeah. And then Dennis Rodman sent back like a snapback baseball cap and, you know, NBA jersey. And then they sort of went, I don't, but apparently he did go to school in Europe. He went to private school in Europe, Kim Jong-un, Switzerland. And nobody knew him. He, they, I mean, he didn't walk around with dictator on his T-shirt, which would have been hilarious in all fairness. Um, and he probably saw some Western things. But you're right. I've never worked out. How on earth did they meet? Maybe Tinder. Maybe Tinder. So he went there. But again, stranger things have happened. So maybe I, I might write to, you know, number one, North Korea, Korea Street, Korea. Care of North Korea. Care of North Korea. And just seeing what is. Um, whether he'd uh, whether he'd respond, but like you said, strange things. Are, I we wouldn't do it on location broadcast. I think I limit myself to, I mean, Burning Man is one thing. Broadcasting North Korea. Hey, North Korea. Good morning. I uh, no. <laughs> good morning, North Korea. <laughs> Correct. I don't think we'd ever do that. <laughs> it's David and Tony Five coming <laughs> at you. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, exactly. How was your breakfast this morning? Didn't have any? That's too bad. Your government shit. <laughs> Find out after the break whether he's going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. It's good. Have you got the mandated five haircuts that the government are allowing you to have today? Try the fifth one. <laughs> Why does he get to have like a Gen Z fucking fade haircut and everyone else has to have like a, a 1960s working class haircut? He's the only one who gets a cool haircut. It's bullshit. No, it's 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 this shit, and and he does stuff. He tells people that you know he's like ridden. He's won the Olympics. He records that the North. He tells people that North Korea won the Olympics. God knows how many times. Yeah, every shot of golf he makes is a hole in one. Except you know, he's like blessed by God. I, do you know what? If you were going to be a dictator, he really is the king of the dictators, isn't he? He's doing it well. Yeah, you can't even like it's thought crime, right? If you even think that you don't like him, that's a problem. Correct. You can't make I mean, if you're on the public um, subway or whatever and um, you make a comment, somebody will dob you in and they will come around your house and kill you. And what they do is they do generational punishment. So you get punished, plus your children, your unborn children and their children. That I mean, that's medieval. That's a war crime. I mean, that's what is that? Uh, it's generational punishment. I thought it was where they they do the unborns and stuff like that. If your grand so basically, if your grandfather did something, fuck, you're born into prison and servitude. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Definitely not a human rights violation. No, I like it. It's good. I, I mean, I wish they could impose some of that in England, but um, especially with some of the uh, government workers. But yeah, I mean, this conversation has been great. We've gone from Burning Man to Kim Jong Un. Yeah, and we'll have our producer, Danny, pitch it to the North Koreans this week. We'll send her there. We'll send her there. Maybe she could do that. To Pyongyang. Pyongyang, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, I guess, the closest airport to her is Toronto. I think there's a direct flight from Toronto to Pyongyang. Good morning, Pyongyang! (laughs) (laughs) They must have a radio station. Maybe, is there a way, genuinely, we could just do a Zoom call to Pyongyang? (laughs) I mean, maybe. Are they allowed Zoom? Do they have internet there? I think they have monitored internet, yeah. Okay, so why don't we get Danny, right? This is what, fuck her, right? Because she does fuck all. She can contact North Korea and get us to speak to a North Korean radio station. North, New York to Pyongyang. It only costs $1,000. Right. 
So that's what she's going to do. That's her job for doing fuck all in the last couple of weeks. Oh, it, it just put in soul. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, David. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But it, I put in Pyongyang and Google Flights and it just changed it to Seoul. Well, I think because there's like a trade embargo, they, can, they can't sell a ticket. Like you can't do business from the US to North Korea. David, you've just mentioned the fact that they've punished people in generations and you're wondering whether Air Canada fly to Pyongyang. Yes. I was like, how can all these airlines fly there? There's like an Air Canada, a Korean Air, uh, you know, China Airlines. I'm like, wow, this is a really connected city. Some, I haven't read the news in a while, but I just looked at the wrong airport is all. Yeah, they are unbelievably impoverished. They they live worse than third world people, apparently. Sad. But their healthcare is fantastic. Is it? apparently oh. and their education is fantastic and you see them marching along they're very fit so good for them they do know how to march they've got a good gait to them they've got a good goose step um and do you know why it was called the goose step humor me because of the way geese walk oh yeah yeah that's why thought of the day thank you david this has been um emotional sure it's been something of all the shows we've done this is definitely one of them. Thank you, Tony, as always. David, it's been a pleasure. To everybody that's listening, live long and prosper. And that concludes Pyongyang Air. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. with Tony Five. <laughs> to all those North Koreans listening now, that's right. Get back into the hole. Bye-bye. <laughs>